superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Ladies and gentlemen, the best is yet to come. Aha! Hit the drop! Mike, do your job. I don't have everything ready. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Hey, Rich. Uh, first time caller... Is he still there? Mike Del Tufo, did you cut John off? <laughs> Earlier on the show, NFL film senior producer Greg Cosell. Still to come. CBS sports announcer Ian Eagle. Hall of Famer Bill Walton. Actor Lil Rel Howery. And now, it's Rich Eisen. All righty, everybody. Hour number two of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. We just went headfirst into the NFL draft. Why not? It's only a month to go. Um, there's a lot of time between now and then, too, to talk about it, and we will. Um, two of my favorite guests coming on this hour, and I'm not just saying that because one's on hold about to join us, Ian Eagle of uh, CBS and TBS and uh, and YES, right? Brooklyn Nets. Uh, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of S's. Uh, Bill Walton will be joining us, um, firmly planted on planet Earth, I'm told. Um, he <laughs> Rich! Will be, he will be, I believe, calling the Final Four for Westwood One. Westwood One. Westwood I one. remember Westwood when I was there. I was the only one who had Final <laughs> Four with five teams. Like, that's what it's going to be like, I think. Rich, he's doing the pre-halftime and post-game. It's a beautiful thing. Westwood, Westwood One, and Westwood is in, and I'm calling him on Westwood One. There's a lot of West, there's a lot of wood, there's a lot of one. Rich, I mean... <laughs> Here's my bicycle. Uh, Lil Rel Howry will be joining us in hour number three. But let's talk. Let's talk about March Madness. Let's talk some hoops. Let's talk about it again with one of my favorite guests. Um, the all, and, and you just see his versatility all the time, uh, whether it's calling the Hail Murray, whether it is calling the buzzer beaters in March Madness, whether it is calling the action for the Brooklyn Nets. Or just making some sort of cherry vanilla beverage sound like the most gr- amazing <laughs> item that could be ever um, consumed. Iron Eagle here on the Rich Eisen Show. How are you, Iron? Oh, it's a festival. It's Jerry Garcia. It's <laughs> TP. It's Jaime Jaquez. It's all rolled into one joyous occasion. I'm with you. I'm here, Rich. There we go. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Um, th- I, I got to tell you, I, I don't know if it's because it was a year missing it or or what, Ian, but this tournament has just been amazing. I've loved every single second of it. What was it like? Uh, you know, I know you've called many games and which teams that you have seen. Just walk everyone through, I guess, your experience for, for March Madness, if you don't mind. 
going yeah, macro here. What do you got for you're me? You're right. There was that that general sense of thank goodness it's back. Thank goodness we had this again, and and we missed it for a full year to not experience the highs and lows and the roller coaster ride. So my first game out of the gate was Ohio State against Oral oh, Roberts. Right. How could right I miss? How could I whiff on that one? <laughs> uh, oh my gosh, that was right out of the gate. Yeah, so right out of the gate, and I'm doing my preparation, and the leading scorer in the country is a young man by the name of Max Asmus, but his name is spelled (laughs) A-B-M-A-S. So the assumption is, oh, it must be Abmas. Of some sort, yeah. So I get, yeah, I get a few texts right out of the gate. Hey, I think you're butchering his name. Mm. It's A-B-M-A-S. And I like to return text during the action just to freak people out. I'm like, no, it's Asmus. I don't know why. I don't know how. It could be German, but it's not Abmas. So that's the first moment of the tournament for me this year. I'm working alongside Grant Hill in the first two rounds. And then Oral Roberts pulls off this incredible upset. And it's the reminder of why we love this month so much. Nobody knew anything about them, including myself. It's not like, oh, yeah, no, I've seen nine Oral Roberts games during the year. I was right. fully prepared. No, I hadn't. I, I had to <laughs> remind myself that they were the Golden Eagles. And then away we go. It's, it's the journey of, of March. And you're right. I think it's been really entertaining. And the television presentation, it's felt like March Madness. It sounded like March Madness. It looks like March Madness. In person, it has been a little different and a little bit unique. I imagine it must have been. The best team you saw with your own two eyes then is is which team? Right. Oh, I saw Gonzaga, Rich. Okay, so there you they're, have it. They're the truth. Uh, they are as good a team as I've seen in 23 years of doing this tournament. And I know that sounds like I'm just throwing out this this platitude it's real. Uh, they are so balanced. They are so skilled. They pass the ball well. They're very collaborative in how they play. Jalen Suggs could easily be the number one pick in the draft. He could be one. He could be two. He could be three. He's he's going to be a legitimate NBA player. Uh, Corey Kispert, conference player of the year. Drew Timmy has got. She's got the flexing. Joel Ayayi is just a fun name to say, and he's got the game to back it up. Andrew Nemhard was just a bonus. He was at Florida last year. They didn't even think he was going to be eligible. They figured it would be a, a transfer year, and they waiver the NCAA that uh, fulfills it, and he gets to play, and he's the perfect fit. They're, they're the best team that I saw. Yeah, it does seem to be inevitable, but, you know, my alma mater got bounced by UCLA, which seems to be yeah. on, a, on a totally different – to use the Walton phrase, different planet, different plane, different essence, different sort of spirit. There, you know, it just seems to be what they've got going on. They're so terrific defensively, and 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 making the plays that they need to. I'm, I, 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 I believe. I mean, I, I, I don't know if they can pull it off uh, over the weekend, but I, I don't put it past them. I really can't. Right? I mean, I can't. Ian. What are you? Johnny Juzang. <laughs> it's Shana Tova. <laughs> yeah. 
I, I'm, I'm Happy in. New Year I, to Johnny Juzang. He dropped, by the way, just for all the uh, for all the the non-Jews in the room, which is everyone else. Uh, it's Passover, okay? So right. he's, yeah. he's even mixing his ho- his his Jewish holiday metaphor. But I still I still love it, uh, Ian. Even though yeah. I, I I I still love it. I understand. Thank I pick you, it up. Sir. You're welcome. I, I, hey, whatever, whatever came to mind. I just tried to, to pick my inner Bill Walton in the moment. It doesn't have to make sense. That's true. Exactly. My bad. It doesn't my make bad. Sense. issue. My bad. It does not make sense. Uh, yeah, I, I worked at that UCLA Alabama game, which might have been the best game of the tournament, and it just showed you their resilience because uh, another team might have just folded in overtime after getting the life sucked out of them at the end of regulation, giving up a three pointer at the buzzer. Jim Spinarkle, who I'm doing the game with, he makes a point in every meeting that we have with the head coach. The last question he asks is, okay, coach, five seconds left. You're up by three. What do you do? He asks it to every coach we talk to in the NCAA tournament. And they share their philosophy. I'm a foul guy. I'm a non-foul guy. Uh, They'll give you a story. Back in 1994, I decided not to foul and this is what happened. Or in 98, I decided to foul, and then we lost the game. X, Y, and Z happened. So Mick Cronin doesn't pause and says immediately, I'm a foul guy. We look to foul. We're going to foul. So that exact scenario is set up, and they didn't end up fouling. Just the way that Alabama handled it, getting it up the floor in a hurry, and uh, Reese getting a, a clean look to send the game into overtime with a beautiful three-pointer, you figure, okay, now UCLA, uh, the, the, the slipper is going gonna, is gonna to crack. The, the clock is striking midnight. It's over. They were better in overtime. They carry it over to the Michigan game, as you saw. I'm sorry about that, Rich. It's all good. But they, they, do, they have a little magic going right now. There's no doubt about it. Well, I mean, speaking of magic, I, and I, I, I know you were the call on the call of the first Michigan game of the tournament, um, and so I, I could not help but catch your Megan the Stallion um, <laughs> yeah. reference. Uh, let's be honest. Who who gave you that one going into the game? Or was that yours? Was that Nobody. yours? Nobody. Come on now. No, I do all my own research. My, <laughs> my daughter is on TikTok. My daughter actually has a number of followers. She has an account called at in these jeans. Okay. And she's in the 160,000 follower range. Whoa, for a fashion whoa, account. whoa. Yeah, whoa. no, no, no. This is no... There's no side gig. Like, this is a real <laughs> deal thing. And I obviously will watch and consume the content that she's putting out there. And there's a lot of music behind the fashion. And one of the songs that she has used over the course of her posts is body yada 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 So it's ingrained in my head. I'm very familiar with Megan the Stallion. And every other musical artist that's on the current top 40 list. So when you get prior to the broadcast, or was it just something that leapt out when you saw her name on the screen as one of the famed Texas Southern alums along with Michael Strahan? Is that, yes. or, or was that something you're like, I'm going to do this? I mean, walk me through the process <laughs> of, of your magic. Uh, yes. What is oh, that? How does that process. work? You grapple. You grapple in your brain. <laughs> Will America get it? Will they like it? Will they enjoy it? Uh, yeah, the reality was uh, it, it was somewhere in the deep recesses of my brain, and I didn't know if I was going to go with it or not. It really 
It really had to do with whether or not the game was intriguing at that point. And uh, fortunately, there was some time and let it rip. Why not? Why not? <laughs> YOLO, Iron Eagle, YOLO. No question about exactly. that. Uh, so let's talk about the Brooklyn Nets. Um, just to let you know, a little scoop here. Uh, I've been bought out. I'm going. I'm now going to play for the Brooklyn Nets. I don't know how I'm going to contribute. Go. I don't know how I'm going to contribute. But you'll be a screener. Well, be a good screener. I could do that. Screener. I could set at least a screen and maybe live to tell about it. Um, you know, if it took Blake Griffin three plus weeks to get into conditioning uh, for Steve Nash, I might not play till the 2021-22 season, but. Uh, what fine? I mean, my gosh, uh, Lamarcus Aldridge comes and shows up like um, like he's he's Lamarcus Aldridge. So wh- how how does this work? I mean, what this is this is an all star team, obviously. Ian, what is what what is your take on all of this? Yeah, my take. Uh, I've done the games for a long time, twenty seven years. So I've seen different iterations of the team and how the franchise has been perceived. The reality is they were an afterthought for so many years. They were mocked for being a team that was irrelevant. Jason Kidd leaves them to back-to-back finals. They get a little uptick in interest, but it wasn't sustainable. Then they hit rock bottom. And they start to build through the draft and make some prudent moves and player development. And Karis LeVert, Jared Allen, Spencer Dinwiddie, Joe Harris, all of these guys clearly improved during their time in Brooklyn. And even then, I think people would jump on the narrative that, yeah, but but you're not going to sign any big free agents. No one's going to come to Brooklyn. And then they do. They sign Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, they acquire James Harden in the deal early in the season. And now the reaction that I've seen from a bunch of people, and this is part of it, you understand, this is part of the fodder of the NBA is, yeah, but that's not fair. Like, you, shouldn't, you shouldn't be able to do that. But the goal is to win a championship, and the Nets clearly are going championship or bust. And all the moves that they've made so far appear to be working. The chemistry is really good. The guys genuinely like each other, and there is an objective in mind. They believe they can win the whole thing. And whatever of the areas that people thought they weren't going to be up to the level expected defensively, can they guard Joel Embiid? Well, now they've got bodies. <laughs> they've, they've got body yaddy yes. Nicely done. Well done. well done. Nicely done. Thanks. You know, and... and- um, Durant is like uh, he, somebody's got to tell him he's not picking the All Star game. It's not like Team Durant anymore, like versus Team LeBron. I mean, it could wind up <laughs> yeah. being that way, you know, when when it when the Larry OB is on the line. But you know, and you, what you just said about the history of the Nets has kind of struck me. You know, I'm from Staten Island. You are somebody from yeah, Queens. from Queens. You know, yeah. you you've been around New York for a long time, having. Not only worked for the fan, but before all of this, uh, you know, sure. getting screamed at by Jimmy Connors, if I'm not mistaken, is a ball boy. At, uh, he uh, did. Okay, he, he did. Yeah, he, he aired uh, you he out at the U.S. One. Open. Yes. Yep, uh, yep. In, in the old uh, in the old spot uh, that the U.S. Open used to be in. So I'll ask this question, even though we're talking nationally. Do you think the Nets would do all this, or would be able to do all this, if they were still on Long Island and not Brooklyn? What do you think? Uh, probably not. I bet. And look, I've, I've been through this in my own head because when it was announced that they were leaving New Jersey and going to Brooklyn, my first thought was, 
well, why? Why? Why would you do that? Right. Why would you try to infiltrate an area that already has an established fan base? So I didn't see the bigger picture. I thought, hey, stay in your lane. Just do your thing in Jersey. Try to build up the the fan base here in the Garden State. And I was wrong. Uh, it has been the best thing to happen to this organization. And it has put them on the map. And it has make, made them a player in all this. No, I, I don't think Kevin Durant and... Kyrie Irving and James Harden. I don't think the interest is there for them to be a part of this thing unless it was in Brooklyn. There is something about Mm -hmm. that part of the equation. Yeah, I know. And I mentioned Long Island, which is where they were with Dr. J before they went to New Jersey. And so, I mean, just put it all together. And and they're right there, um, right right in Dolan land. And, you know, the Knicks are 500, but the Nets are the the hot team. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how, how all this gets played out. And, you know, you, you do hear the that's unfair. I'm somebody who's sitting here saying the NBA has got to do something about all of these top-notch players that suddenly become free in the middle of the season because uh, teams buy them out because everyone knows yep. that they're, they're not going to get traded. So it's just I, I don't know what the fix is. It's kind of like a different version of load management, if you think about it. I don't know if there is a fix. Yeah, it- it is, and certainly I've been in the position from another angle of watching other teams do it, and the frustration that pops up when you see a team that just fortifies itself as they get ready for a championship run, and you're in a different market and you say, well, uh, that just can't happen here. They don't either have the financial wherewithal to do it, or there just isn't the interest. Could this happen in Sacramento? Could this happen in Orlando? Could this happen in other places, I don't know. I think that's what the NBA is is going to have to answer. Uh, There's no doubt this is now uh, an issue, but you do play by the rules, and the rules clearly state that this is legal. These players can go where they want to go as long as their former teams have decided financially that they're done with them. So before I let you go, Ian, what do you think happens Final Four? And, uh, and Monday night, you called Houston beating Oregon State uh, to get, make it. So what, what do you got for me? What do you think? Yeah, I like this Houston team. Uh, I think their, their defensive intensity, their rebounding off the charts, impressive. Offensively, there are stretches where they just can't generate offense like the other teams that are left. I think Baylor might be a little bit better version of Houston. So if you're asking me who would give Gonzaga the best matchup and the most competitive game, I think Houston could probably muck it up enough against Gonzaga. I don't think they would win, but I think it could be competitive. But I'm not convinced Houston is beating Baylor, and I don't believe UCLA is beating Gonzaga. And at that point, you're asking me for a champion. I think it's the perfect season. I think it's history, undefeated, and I think Mark Few has his first championship, and this Gonzaga team takes its rightful place amongst some of the great teams that we've seen over the last 25-plus years. And I saved the most hard-hitting question for last. Your favorite flavor of zero-sugar beverage is what? What is it? <laughs> and your best read, what was it this yeah, entire tournament? What, what do you got? Orange Vanilla Coke. Perfect in March Madness. Ladies and gentlemen, Iron yeah. Eagle. Just, just to yeah, play so us tasty. out. Play us out. We did it live. Perfect. Uh, thanks for the call, yep. Ian. Always appreciate it. Uh, and uh, just a great run on the tournament. And look forward to hearing the, the Nets calls and so much more from you. Truly appreciate the yeah, call. Yeah, and please, yes. uh, Rich, take some time. Check out Chad on TNT. <laughs> <laughs>
Do you just walk around the house with these cards? Is that what you do? Just, just to stay fresh? Is that what it is? Oh, fantastic. And best of the Hold TikTok. On, I, I have Chuck Laurie on the other line. Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, the chat with Chuck Laurie. <laughs> take care, Ian. You're the best, man. Thanks for the call. Here you go. That's Ian Eagle, everybody. All right, we'll take a break, take your phone calls, get you set for Bill Walton. Oh, my God, if that thought was great. Uh, here comes Bill Walton down the pike. 844-204-RICH. We'll take your calls when we come back on The Rich Eisen Show. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Our phone lines are lit, and I think part of the reason is people want to talk to Mike Del Tufo, and unfortunately for us, because our call screener, Adam Chudwin, is, is out for the day, um, Mike can't just quickly get the information and then get back to his work. <laughs> no, He's it's just, a lot of work. You're very chatty. You're like, hey, how are you? Oh, it's great idea. I like it. Want. How's your mother? You got to ask Say hi to your mother for me. Your mother for me. It's, it's, Adam's got a little bit of a job back People there. People want to talk to Mike. Mike's a very friendly guy. Whenever we go out, when we're at the draft or we're I at the Super people. Bowl, everyone's always coming up and saying hello, and yeah. he, he gives them a few minutes of his time. He's very generous. By the way, um, great question for you. From one. Before we get to the phone lines. There is some news about Jalen Hurts. There is. There is. You want to know what it is? Don't worry. I'll do it. Uh, Do it. Jalen Hurts has decided to change his number from two to one. No way. Really? The Eagles have announced. Do you think it's because? How is it not like (laughs) Wentz 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 is wearing two two? and he's going to go to, I don't know. It has to, and he just doesn't want to be associated all year Change with the number the uniform two. Uniform number to number one. Oh he is not gosh, the two. He's now amazing. one. He's now QB number one. one. He's QB one, literally, figuratively, however you want to put it. Well, last I, person to wear number one was just last three of Cameron Johnston, the punter. Uh, very, very bold to do this with Eagles fans. Cody Parkey's worn the number one before. Uh oh. And, uh, and then other kickers and punters. 
Oh, my goodness. First, looks like first quarterback in Eagles history to wear number one. Jalen Hurts, go for it. Didn't have to ask By the, the receiver way, for it. Just not went, a coincidence. That, that Wentz changes his number from 11 to 2 because Michael Pittman says, I'm not coughing up the 11 to you. Right. And so <laughs> he goes to, to 2. <laughs> Yeah, or, or uh, pardon me, it's for, for anyone, I guess. <laughs> but just the way you said no, it. It is, to you. because no, the way it went down is like, again, yeah. if Tom Brady shows up in Indianapolis and says, I want your number, you give it up. Give it up. You go, Godwin, Godwin told us on the air that Brady never even asked for it. He's like, of course I'm not going to wear number 12. But Wentz comes in, I, yeah, I've seen what's going on. I'm wearing 11, even though I've worn it just one year here. You go find another number. He changes it to two, and now all of a sudden Hurts is like, yeah, I'm number one. <laughs> well, he wore one in Oklahoma, so maybe he was trying uh, to. Right. You know what? Uh, Great. There, that there, was years there ago. May some, there like... may be some connective tissue prior to this moment that makes him want to change to one. I like the story we're con- concocting right now. Wait, hold on. I'm trying to see what he – he wore two in Alabama. Yeah, he wore two, and then he changed the one at Oklahoma. So I don't know, man. He does not want to have any association <laughs> with Carson Wentz, uh, let alone the jersey number. Right, I agree. Wow. Could you imagine if, if Nate Sudfeld had number one and Nate's like, yeah, I'm just going to keep it. Oh. <laughs> just like the fourth quarter, game 256. Wow. <laughs> there you have it. Big news out of Philadelphia. Number news. Read into it what you wish, because we sure are. Let's go to Pete in Richmond, Virginia. We heard you getting checked in, Pete, because Mike's a very loud checker in her. What's up, Pete? Oh, gentlemen, gentlemen, hello, Mr. Eisen. Yes, sir. Uh, Chris Brockman. What's up, uh, TJ, come on down, Jefferson. Oh, and you know and this. Mike, heartbeat of the show, Del Tufo. Oh, hey, How are you doing? Aye, aye, Captain. Wow. Wow. Real quick, gentlemen, two questions. Well, for you, Rich, a statement. Why do you want to get rid of old Sammy D? Give the kid a chance. You have a chance to hold up to the draft and give Atlanta or Carolina to just give you the world to build your team around this kid. Number two, in the new season, in the 17 games, has anybody given thought to the incentives that are in the contracts for players for yardage totals, touchdown totals, things like that? Are all those being worked, or do they get an extra game now to get their incentive? Well, I'm gonna, I, I will ask that question of somebody in the know. I'm imagining it'll still just be maybe a 16-game incentive for the time being, and every contract for, from here on out will have to reflect the new reality. Right. But here's the deal. Let me ask you a question, Pete. You you're, are you don't sound like you're from Richmond, Virginia. Where are you from originally, Pete? No, I was born and raised here in Richmond, Virginia. God bless you then. Okay. So then let me just but, tell you, you know, a little I'm, let me just tell I'm, you a little bit of okay. something about the New York sports reality in the world, okay, of, of living okay. up there. Is that Sam, despite despite having all this stuff work against him, defensive minded coach Todd Bowles gets fired, in comes Adam Gase, who absolutely doesn't do uh, anything for him no. like what what uh, Peyton Manning would, might say what Gase did for him or Cutler did for him oh. and you know and don't, and, don't and, do me no favors no no you know what I mean and then and then the general manager gets switched up on him the the weaponry isn't even close to being able to evaluate him and then there's the whole mononucleosis seeing ghosts double dip of Monday Night Football right so none of it really right. is helpful for Sam and he deserves better. But the reality of it is this. There's a new coaching staff coming in. If you then, and there's enough pressure going on, 
if you saddle, if you will, this new coaching staff with having to fix Sam Darnold and they don't, and it's just even a half year in, and you watch Zach Wilson go crazy in San Francisco for his new coach in Kyle Shanahan, who might, who knows, based on how we're hearing from everybody's evaluation of quarterbacks, might be just like actually hitting his knees every night saying, boy, wouldn't that be a cherry on top for our trade if Zach falls to us at three overall because the Jets decide to stick with Sam or trade? Or they might even get Zach because they might trade out and whoever somebody goes to get Zach uh, Wilson and that guy succeeds somewhere else. Why would you saddle Robert Sala with that? I'd rather have him be, if you will, saddled with a new quarterback who starts from scratch. You don't have to make a decision on whether giving him a fifth-year option the next year. You don't have to deal with any of that stuff. He's starting from scratch with the same non-weaponry. Well, I mean, you. What good is that going to do? No, you're bringing in Corey Davis, and you're bringing. It doesn't matter because there's also some sort of a honeymoon going on with a young quarterback that everybody expects that he's not going to be nine, ten wins going on and trying to win a a playoff game. It's just that if if Darnold doesn't progress, then it's on the new coach. That alone, along with how talented this kid might be to me, thinks, and Darnold just deserves, go and send him someplace where he will succeed. Go send him somewhere where he deserves to go. You know. The other side of that coin is, what if you send him somewhere else and Darnold shines? Then, you know what, man? Because he's he's given the line. He's given the weapons. His number one, you know, it's just, I just think you might give him a shot. But I have one more question for Mr. T.J. Jefferson. I'm going to hang up, guys. Uh, hey, T.J., when yes. you won all your prizes, did they let you take them home that day, or do you have to wait till the fourth to get them? Oh, oh, that's oh, interesting. Oh, you know. oh Pete. <laughs> Later, Pete, take guys. it easy, Pete. Have a great weekend, guys. See you, buddy. Very good, Pete. You know, I think uh, we'll find that out on, on May the 4th, Pete. We'll find out exactly what he happened. He can't can't even say, even if he he got a nice parting gift, because that means he didn't win anything. Right, exactly. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, even if he got the Z-Brick or the Lee Press-On Nails, if he comes in work with some new Lee Press-On Nails, or suddenly the, his corner that he's sitting in is that he keeps on, no, if he, uh, that he keeps on, you know, um, I, I guess decorating with all of his own personal belongings. If he suddenly has some sort of like new siding, a new, or like a, a new toaster, toaster oven, a new shows up there, then, then like, we'll know he didn't win. A new lazy boy over yeah, there. Well, lazy, no, lazy, lazy boy, boy is something you actually win. That's not a party gift. That's something that's, that's you have got to bid on. That's something he, oh, yeah. he bid on because he, he guessed six. He was with one dollar. I bet one dollar. Uh, come on, hey. Uh, you know, lazy boy. He can't say anything. I know. You look at him. He's like, could four, you imagine? He's one of, could you imagine that man that's right there? Both. That could you, exactly. Yes. Could you imagine he's the man sitting that's sitting this. there right now? The man. That's this man who's man. smiling right now is a man who won both showcases. Could you imagine like that? Two that's cars, the a boat, a right. catamaran, like, or. Or, or a trip to Tahiti. He's one of the guys who never got the contestants oh. row. There were 12 people there. There's only nine spots. Oh. There are three people on that day who are like, thanks for coming by, but you got to meet Appreciate Drew Carey. You. Here's some nice parting gifts for you. A T-shirt. I got a name tag. You got a name, name, tag. name tag. There it is. Name tag, uh... From Monaco to El Segundo. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh, May Fourth can't get here oh, quick by enough. The way, oh, that's just that's just that, that, that's a good tease because Anthony Anderson, as you know, is one of the many famous people who have a a, a gap in his teeth. Oh, oh yeah. and we have to hit the Strahan situation oh, later on in this program. Oh. By the way, the Strahan. Because I mean, situation. you want to talk about a called shot? I mean, <laughs> we we have to hit that. Wow, but we also have to be on time for Bill Walton. 
<laughs> oh, there you go. They're real down. There's Drew Carey pointing at TJ, who's you got. You've got the sort of shrug emoji. We don't know how you've done right now. Rich, you got to move on. No, <laughs> may the fourth be with us. Nobody. We're going to be on the air when it airs. Although, yeah. wait a minute, it'll it'll wait. already have aired on the East Coast by the time we come on the air here. Is that how that works? Can we get an East Coast feed of the prices right to watch prior to our watch show? Watch like pre-show. Yeah. Oh, let me let me text Drew real quick. Yeah, hey, very good. <laughs> wow. Let me tell you, no one's more aggravated by this. You'll find out May the Fourth than, than you, than Linda Jefferson. Oh, my, your mom? You, you didn't tell your mom? Your mother? Oh. You didn't even tell her? My mom can't keep a secret, man. So no, I didn't. Wow. Yeah. I mean, she, my mom she, would be the first person I'd call. Come I, on. She was the first person I called. And then the, the 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 noise she made when I was like, I'm not telling you. She's like, ah, like she's so oh, mad. But no, wow. I mean, I mean TJ be on the top. TJ Jefferson, the talk about vaulting it. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Oh my gosh. Good for you. Jefferson I mean, wins big. Chris, you Chris, favorite. you've got Mel Brockman would have called Mary in two seconds flat and <laughs> told her, seconds. Hey, mom, you got a car. Yeah, hey, I, I got it. What I got you. I got your car. Like I said, I did call her, but I, I did not reveal. You got a new anything. sedan. You got a new Barker lounger. Oh, yeah. Don Bowie with the line. <laughs> what is it? He went directly to you on that one. Yeah, that was, that was not Brockman would have asked his mother to pay the taxes for him. <laughs> 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 you only roast the ones you love. I would have that. And there's a germ of truth <laughs> in everything. <laughs> Let's take a break. We'll be back with Bill Walton. Oh, great shot there. <laughs> Stepbrother shot of me with Bill Walton. I must have that for my Instagram. Oh, well done, Smitch. Well done. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices make sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guests Work is removed when you buy playoff tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit GameTime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, the Final Four is this weekend. If you want to listen to it, listen to it on our friends at Westwood One. Jim Gray and Bill Walton are going to be part of the Westwood One pregame halftime and postgame coverage of the Men's Final Four and the National Championship. You can hear the broadcasts on over 400 stations nationwide. Go online to westwoodonesports.com to listen there too. 
or find out where you can listen to it. Pre-game coverage begins tomorrow at 3.30 p.m. Eastern Time. The one, the only, the Hall of Famer, Bill Walton, here on The Rich Eisen Show. How are you, Bill? Yeah! Here we go! <laughs> I'm alive. I'm married to Lori. She's still here. I haven't broken any Tesla windshields today. I'm on the Rich Eisen Show. So what could be better? It's a beautiful day in Southern California. It's a wonderful opportunity to celebrate the greatness of all that we have and to lift the spirits of those in need, to ease the pain and the burden, and come together as a team, as a community, and with the collective sense of effort and purpose, and let's get this thing going right now. The final yeah. four. The yes! The women tonight. The women tonight, man. Incredible. You got uh, the early game, Arizona and UConn. Yep. Oh, my gosh. Adia Barnes, she's from our hometown, San Diego here. Gino is just absolutely spectacular. Dawn Staley, I've known her forever, South Carolina. And then Tara at Stanford. This is going to be incredible. And then tomorrow you got the men. You got the early game with uh, Houston. I love Cougars. And then the Baylor Bears are growling. And then Gonzaga. Yeah, UCLA. Let's play. What do we have to wait for? My goodness gracious. Yes, the moment of truth that we're all anticipating so much. We wanted to be there. But as the great champion has to be, yes. you've got to be patient. And you've got to wait for the start before you come out with a volcanic explosion, which is pretty much the way the Gonzaga Bulldogs play every time. And UCLA better be ready from the first tap because we saw what happened with USC. And USC, what a remarkable team and season they had. And all the players and the coach and the whole USC community. I believe that's where I broke your windshield. Yes, that was. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) On the campus at USC for the Katy Perry video. By the way, I don't know if you're aware, Bill. Can you get the number of people who have actually downloaded that video on YouTube who has actually seen it? It's in nine figures, Bill. It is easily the most viewed thing I've ever done was that video that you and I shot it uh, at USC for Katy Perry. That was a, a fantastic day. Just a joy and a privilege it was. and a thrill and an honor. I've done a lot of things in my life, and but few things rank, rate, or compare with that. I don't really try to get into that. I just try to enjoy every moment, as I hope these ball players do, both the men and the women's side. Yes. And, and, and so, but when I got to be with you, when I got to sit there and, and someone who I grew up watching, someone who I just grew up dreaming that I could one day do something the way with my life, the way that Rich Eisen has been able to do with his. Because as a lifelong stutterer, it is so difficult. Speaking is my biggest challenge. Athletics, basketball, that was the easiest part of my life. And then academics, that was next, straight-A student. But, man, that's orthopedic health challenges, 39 operations, all the replaced parts, all the fusions. But even more so than that was the speech impediment. And to have you in my life, to have Chick Hearn in my life, to have Bob Costas and all the guys that we've worked with, Ralph Lawler and Chick Hearn and just the amazing number of people I've come across. When you and I got together that day with Katy Perry at the Galen Center, I had reached the top of the mountain. It, it, it was absolutely the pinnacle. And I've been trying to duplicate, replicate, get back to that top. I'm struggling. I'm working my way back up. I'm trying to get there. Put me in, Coach. I'm ready to play today. Well, it's funny so. you say mountain because the mountain was also there in the video, too. <laughs> I've never been around somebody almost as big as you, uh, Bill, and uh, that was in a 635 million people have seen that video that we did that day. 
un- Wait a second. Yes. Wait a second. Yes, sir. You're saying that six six three five million? Yes. Saw have have on YouTube alone. Seen that video. That's on its way to a billion. Yes, it's correct. That is wow. correct. That is I've been correct. dealing with lots of billions lately. I've been re- I just finished last night this incredible book, The Wizard and the Prophet by Charles Mann. Please check it out. It's this remarkable story of life and history and science and technology and biology <laughs> and genetics and ecology. And it's just fantastic story and incredible research and depth. Charles Mann, The Wizard and the Prophet, and you're kind of both. You are the wizard and the prophet because you deliver and you deal. And I remember, I think the last show we were on, we were doing something for the pandemic to raise money for feeding America. And here it was. And uh, you and I and Snoop Dogg and uh, uh, Deion Sanders, and we had just an incredible fundraiser there. It was fantastic what we did uh, just to be a part of something special. And I've learned so much from all of you guys. I'm truly the luckiest guy in the world. Bill Walton here on the Rich Eisen Show, part of Westwood One's coverage of the Final Four. Is it true you and Kareem are... Howard Denneroff, how lucky are we? I mean, this is like... I got to I got to marry Lori. I had the greatest parents in the world. Every coach and teacher I had as a child was a John Wooden Chick Hearn disciple. I got to know Chick Hearn. I got to play for John Wooden. I know Rich Eisen, and now I work with Jim Gray and Howard Denner. I mean, I'm I am th- the luckiest dude on earth. I'm thrilled. And is it true you and Kareem are having a chit chat that's going to air during the broadcast? Oh yeah, we got a lot of things going on now. Last night. Make sure we get back to that. Sure. Uh, last night, uh, the, the UCLA basketball alumni all got together uh, on a big Zoom conference call, and oh, it was cool. just a gigantic love fest. And there, Kareem led the way, Tyus Edney in the athletic department now at UCLA. He organized the thing. Mike Warren, Lucius Allen, Jamal Wilkes, Marcus Johnson, Greg Lee, Andy Hill. Wow. It was just Andre McCarter, Pete Turgovich. It was absolutely a tremendous time. And it, we're just so, we're so thrilled. We're so excited, inspired, proud, and happy for these guys, these new guys who, who are just playing so tough and so wonderful. I was there in Oakland in 2006 when UCLA was just hammered and pounded by Gonzaga in the NCAA tournament. And we were ready to leave. We were ready to get up and get out of the building because it was getting kind of embarrassing. And then I, I, I leaned to Lori and I said, you know what, if we get up and leave early here, they're going to put us on TV and that's going to just not be good. <laughs> UCLA. So, so let's stick it out. And so in the closing moments, UCLA scores the last 11 right. points of the game. Right. And Adam Morrison, who's a great friend and a wonderful player and college player of the year, he's on the floor crying in sadness and disbelief. We're looking at each other and we can't figure out, did the Bruins really win this game? What right. happened? What just happened? And, and then we, it was late. And it was in Oakland. There was no place to go. We were starving, so we ended up at a Mexican restaurant in the Mission District of San Francisco. And we all night, man, everything was flowing. We closed the place down. We opened it up the next morning, and we taught the mariachi band the UCLA fight song. It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what, uh, what, what, okay, what did? I, what did I, you I didn't look. talk about Kareem. Yeah. So, so, so later, later, we're getting ready. Kareem and I are going to do a show uh, for Howard and Jim. So what? What? Well, give me. You haven't had the conversation yet, uh, Bill Walton here on no, the Rich Eisen no. Show. But what? What will that conversation be about? You and Kareem talking about this current team and obviously reliving some glory days that 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 I think Bruins what we're fans. Trying to do, Rich. What we're trying to do is try to recreate what it was like. 
be part of UCLA and, and, and the team and the history and the dynasty of John Wooden and Chancellor Young and J.D. Morgan, that incredible athletic director, and Ducky Drake, who were the four pillars of the athletic community there at UCLA for so long. And if you've ever seen that HBO documentary called the UCLA Dynasty, it's really a spectacular program in terms of because most of the things that have dealt with John Wooden and UCLA has been on uh, have been on his impact on people's lives over the course of what happened to them, us after we left UCLA. But this was about the time. This was about Sidney Wicks, and this was about Kareem and Lucius Allen and, and, and Mike Warren and Gail Goodrich and Walt Hazard and uh, Jamal Wilkes and Greg Lee and Henry Bibby and Marcus Johnson and, and Dave Myers, who sadly passed away. But all these incredible players and Larry Hollyfield and Larry Farmer, and it was just so fun. And so we're going to try to share and create what mm. that experience was like and, and, and then transition it to today and, and how thrilled – and it's overjoyed we are uh, with with Mick Cronin. What he has done is simply uh, uh, the greatest story ever told. And we needed a miracle, and we got a miracle here. And now we're on the crest of a wave where paradise waits, but we have an unbelievable opponent in front of us. Because mm-hmm. Gonzaga, they are special, and they are a team for the ages. And this guy, Mark Few, so very similar to John Wooden, and to all the players that they have. Come on. I was sitting there. I watched the Conference of Champions every single night, and all these terrific teams. And there should have been eight teams in the Conference of Champions, but or, but Stanford and Arizona State were just bedeviled by injuries, and Arizona was not eligible for the tournament. And so we still got five, and I think, what, four of them went to the Elite Eight, and now uh, one of them is still alive in the Final Four, and then the two in the women's side, so it's just been a fantastic year. And I watched the Conference of Champions, and, I just, and I've been on USC's uh, bandwagon driving mm, the train right. all season long of how great they are. And they came out, and Gonzaga, they just made them look like they weren't even ready to play. And that's what great teams do. They define the terms of the conflict, and that's what UCLA is challenged to do, is to not let Gonzaga just run and flow. I mean, Gonzaga, it's like the it's like the Columbia River coming down. It's like it's like Celilo Falls before they put the the Dalles Dam up there and took away the Indians' fishing spots. And it, it was just such a beautiful, beautiful place up there in the Northwest with Coeur d'Alene and the Gorge and all these different magnificent volcanoes and lava flows. And now you've got. This Gonzaga team, which UCLA is up against, and uh, Gonzaga is is a team for the ages, and this is going to be a, the ultimate challenge. But what great champions do? I mean, think of what Muhammad Ali did. did you, remember his book in the late seventies? I, I think it was just called The Greatest, mm-hmm. and uh, it, it opened with it opened with. Uh, in the ring in Africa against George Foreman in the first round. And that was like the first paragraph <laughs> right. of the book. And Muhammad Ali, who was supremely confident and just the greatest of all time in terms of his impact on the world. And and, and he goes he goes in there and all of a sudden he finds himself all by himself against George Foreman. And then he and then everything had to change. But as the great champions do they make the other team play their game. They turn them to be uh, to become irrelevant cannon fodder. 
And that's generally what Gonzaga has been able to do to all of their opponents this year. They, I, I just love the way they play. I love their culture, style, and identity. Everything about them is just over-the-top fantastic. Their players, Timmy, Suggs, Ayayi, uh, Corey Kispert, uh, Nemhard, and then Watson. And, and they just keep coming, and they're totally interchangeable. And uh, they remind me so much of the Boston Celtics in the early 70s, one of the mm. great teams ever. Cowens, Havlicek, Silas, Nelson, wow. Jojo White, Don Chaney from the Houston Cougars, Elvin Hayes. And then he either had Paul Westfall or Charlie Scott. It also reminds me of a, of a, of a classical music symphony. Maybe it's Tchaikovsky. Maybe it's Mozart. Maybe it's Beethoven's Crashing Thunder. But whatever it is, it's a whole group, a whole team in unison following the coach's lead. It's almost like it's, it's very, it's not even almost, it is like being in the pit at a Grateful Dead concert when they have broken into the songs of today. Help on the way, Slipknot, Franklin's Tower, St. Stephen, the 11th. Let's get going. Let's drive this thing over the top, get in our own volcanic explosion, and let's see who can play, who's got a game, and who's ready to go. And you got a ticket. You don't need a miracle. You got a ticket. You're going for Westwood One. I got a ticket on Westwood One with Howard Denner. That's right. I got got a seat next to Jim Gray, who's just going to be working the phone, who's going to be everywhere. With, with everybody, it's going to be a terrific show there. We want to salute all these great athletes who have worked so hard. We wish that everybody is going to be safe, and we just hope and hope that we can get the equity on the women's side that they, that, that they deserve. And that it's on our soul. It's a stain and stigma that is just, that is just unfair and not right at all. And no we're willing doubt. to stand up. We're willing to kneel down. We're doing it. willing to take any steps necessary to get them what they deserve. And when I talk, when I see this women's team play, boy, Stanford is just over the top. No, and I agree with you, too. Bill Walton here on the Rich Eisen Show. This is the Rich Eisen Show.